You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. It's your host, Danica, and I'm joined by Riley. Hi, I'm back. It's me. <laughs> Same moi. And it's been uh, over three weeks since you guys have had us here. We've done some interviews, so um, Riley hasn't been around lately. I know. But I come back. But <laughs> <laughs> she always crawls back. How have you been? What's new and exciting? Oh man, I feel like... Typically, when you ask this question, I have nothing new and exciting to tell you, but I have many new and exciting things to tell you. Mm. So, um, I finally sought the proper help that I need for um, my mental illness. I'm going back on antidepressants. I'm taking a semester off university, and I'm getting a dog. (laughs) So, what could go wrong? (laughs) Um, And I'm moving in with, with the boy. So, yeah. Very new and exciting thing. You're looking at me so disapprovingly, like you've never moved in with a boy. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I allow it, but um. <laughs> I am such a hot mess today. No joke. I'm like moving around the couch. I was like crinkling my thing, slurping my coffee. The birds are chirping. Um, yeah. Let's unpack what you just laid on us. <laughs> There's a lot of things. Oh, we're not just gonna dance it out and move on. <laughs> I'm going back to pressure pills, moving the boy, then got a dog. Cool. <laughs> um, first, what was the first thing you said? Mental health, or do we go over school first? I mean, let's tackle those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, either or, really. Mm-hmm. Um, let's tackle uh, university. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I mean, as you have heard many a time this semester, and as probably uh, the listeners have heard many a times this semester. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, university has been causing me a great deal of stress and anguish. And, that I, of course, that's very normal in university, especially coming up to exam periods. But I, it got to the point where I was just, like, crying every time I talked about university, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of the point that I was, like, maybe this isn't okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you were definitely a big part of just like convincing me that it was okay to take a semester off, which I'm a big part of the crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that like university is such an environment where you are forced to compare yourself to a bunch of other people. And I just harbored a lot of guilt about the idea of taking a semester off for myself you know it just made me feel like I couldn't handle it or that like I wasn't coping or I don't know that I was like being too princessy because I know that I'm fortunate to have a job where you know I don't have to work 20 hours a week to afford my rent um so yeah I just definitely harbored a lot of guilt about that but I mean I wasn't happy either and I wasn't going to get happier by continuing to do exactly what I was doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah um, that's, I'm very excited for that to just like work and I'm going to, I don't know, take care of myself and take a pottery class or, you know, do something that involves learning something, but in a completely different, um, and more physical or creative environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, Hey, I'm going to seek mental health mm-hmm. and potentially go back on antidepressants. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been prescribed um, some antidepressants that I used to be on when I was dealing with my eating disorder and my depression and anxiety. So I talked to the doctor actually today, and she sent me a uh, prescription, which is, I feel very good about it, I think. I think that, you know, when I was on antidepressants, even five years ago, there was still a bit of a stigma. Mm -hmm. I felt that as long as I was still on my medication that I wouldn't truly be um recovered from an eating disorder Mm -hmm. um but yeah I yeah I do feel good about that yeah so I'm hoping that um taking next semester off university and I plan to go back in summer so I'm hoping that um I will kind of be accustomed to taking the antidepressants again and I'll feel a little bit better about going back and be able to manage it a little bit more yeah. And then you're like, let's throw a puppy in the mix. I know. No, so that's kind of a different, like, I've wanted a dog um, for a while. 
And um, my landlord was very wishy-washy about whether I was allowed a dog or not because he's had dogs in the place that we're at in the past. Um, he has said to some of us that we could have a dog if we wanted to, but then when we re-signed our lease uh, to get subsidy during COVID, um, he put no dog. So I was kind of like in communication with him and he said no, which was a huge bummer for me. Um, and then me and the boy were like looking for a place together and I know he wants a dog or well, I knew he wanted a dog too. So we we're kind of looking for, uh, pet friendly places and, uh, not really seriously though. We were just kind of browsing around seeing what was out there and we just found a place that was really great and pet friendly. And then, um, we like everything just sort of lined up, you know, like, um, we found a place that was, uh, within our budget and that was dog friendly. And I was part of this dog, um, adoption thing on Facebook. And we found some dogs that kind of matched the sort of dog that we wanted to look for with the timing almost perfect. And, um, so yeah, we just both decided to move in and get a dog real quick. Are you nervous about moving in? I don't think so. We're at each place. We're at each other's place all the time, mm-hmm. um, and we haven't really had any issues. We have pretty strong communication. Uh, we lived together for two months during quarantine. Never had an issue. And of course, I know that that's sort of in the honeymoon stage, and it's obviously going to be easier in the first few months um, than further down the track. But I'm not too worried, to be honest. I told my mom, and she's not worried, so that's my benchmark. <laughs> <laughs> Mother's approval. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was good. Well, I'm I'm so happy for you. There's so many new and exciting things to share. I know. Someone like you. Well, my life almost isn't as exciting now. Um, I tried a new hair elixir. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you should have gone first. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, I really should have. Um, it's called In Common. Ordered online. You also got two I bottles. Did. It smells really nice. So I'm liking that so far. Um... The Monet hair products that I use from Tiffany has been great. I honestly am not very knowledgeable about hair stuff at all, so it um, it all seems like uber fancy and like it's it's working to me. So that's my seal of approval. Um, I use the Renew shampoo and then I wash it, and then I use the black shampoo every second wash, and I also use a split end mender cream that they have and it's like chef's kiss so nice and la, 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 la. <laughs> like um yeah so I'm actually have a hair appointment today to get my extensions out and then a hair appointment tomorrow to go more blonde and then a hair extension application the next day so my oh hair is going God. through yeah my hair is going through a lot in the coming days so I've just been um going hard on the Monet products from my girlfriend just to make sure that my hair can like handle the torture um so yeah like I always recommend you guys at the end of the, uh, the episodes to message my girlfriend at tiffany.valentina.bella on Instagram and she'll she'll set you up with some Monet products which are a lifesaver um speaking of other good products the Truly Lifestyle brand that I'm always talking about, their rose toner is phenomenal. And I've like I've started using it now. I've I usually try to like focus on like one product at a time. Yeah. Um, to see if I like it rather than like doing a bunch, and then you can't you can't decide which one's working the best for you. So right now I'm on to the rose toner, and it's also a chef's kiss. And like yeah, I say at the end of every episode, if you use Truly plus a tip code on there page you get uh, 10% off your online orders so definitely try that rose toner it's amazing and then this brings me to the big announcement you can get a chance to win products from truly lifestyle brand and temptations avenue laundry which we also get sponsored by and aesthetics by christine with a a facial from her or a carotene treatment product from at hair by Sean, which is valued at $300 and a ton more raffle prizes we're giving out at a drum roll. (laughs) 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 Clearly we can't, uh, we don't have much of a budget for, uh, what is it that you is that your drum roll? That's <laughs> <laughs> my sound for everything. That's my escaping sound and my awkward sound. My drum roll. Uh, yes. So I'm doing a 
sexy Santa striptease lap dance class online on Zoom December 1st. So you guys can get your tickets. I have the link in our 50 plus a tip Instagram bio. So just click that link. You can buy as many tickets as you want. Give some to some friends. And also when you're signing up, you can buy as many raffle tickets as you want as well. And you get a chance to win all those amazing prizes I just mentioned, plus a ton of other stuff. So super excited to do that. It's been a little while since I... Yeah. What was the last one that you did? June, July? Yeah. In the summertime. Yeah. yeah. And I was in Kelowna when I did it and I was like... Yeah, yeah, it was. Like, <laughs> it was. It was good though. Oh, you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I used you good. as a little um, a model sometimes. I was like, look at Riley's or look at yeah, Riley's screen. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Who's this bitch? <laughs> look at all limbs over here. Don't do this. Um, but yeah, what else have I been doing my free time besides fixating on my hair, <laughs> hair and face? What free time, girl? You've been. I feel like you've been pretty busy. I know. I actually have been. I have been. Spending a lot of time with clients, they've been taking up a lot of my free time. Yeah, they do that. Yes, certain ones in particular do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's like, yeah, there's something that working and um, when I'm driving, it's like I've been driving a lot, I feel like. I've been driving to my parents' house, which is about an hour and a half away, and then just driving to appointments constantly, driving up to see girlfriends. So I always listen to podcasts when I'm driving. And I've been obsessed with a, this podcast. It's called Slow Burn. And it's not something I would usually pick up. Like, usually I pick up on, like, gossipy, dating advice kind of style podcast, like, You Up or whatever. And I also do true crime a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, the true crime obsessed podcast is one of my favorite because they're super funny and they go over, like, true crime stuff. But, yeah, Slow Burn podcast, it talks about, like, political scandals and I've actually been really into it. So the first episode is about uh, Nixon and Watergate, which is something I wasn't very educated on. I'm not very familiar with uh, U.S. politics, especially not like the scandals that went on before our time. But I know people reference Nixon and reference Watergate, and you just kind of nod along like, oh, totally. Yeah. Remember when that happened? Oh, my God. Blue and red. Am I right? <laughs> right? Nixon. What a guy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was a really interesting episode to learn or to season to learn that. And it's when our parents were alive. So I was like, Mom, do you remember? And she's like, oh, it was wild. And then, yeah. like, <laughs> oh, my so, God. That's going to be us when, like, we talk about everything. 9 not, like, like that. admitting that he lost the election, like, refusing to sign it over. Yeah. So, uh, I, so the boy was saying that, um, can we just also make it clear when she says the boy, she's meaning her boyfriend and she's just saying it in a really creepy maternal way. The boy? The boy. My boy. boy. Oh, my boy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, he suggested doing pay-per-view of, uh, people dragging Trump out of the White House would solve and pay back all of their COVID expenses. <laughs> the boy's funny. Yeah. He's like, honestly, I'd pay upwards of $200 to watch someone drag Trump out of the White House. <laughs> Buy the toupee. <laughs> the, uh, the, um, that video, that thing you guys sent me in the pod where it was like, no, I don't want to leave. And he's, like, <laughs> he's on his little jumpy thing. Oh my God, it was so funny. I was dying. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, back to my story. Uh, <laughs> Slow Burn Podcast. I'm not even getting sponsored by them, but they're so good. The first season, yeah, Nixon and Watergate. And then the second season was about Clinton and his scandals with his, like, it was just like with the whole uh, Monica Lewinsky, mm-hmm. um, which I found very interesting as a feminist and, you know, pro-sex kind of person um the way he really flipped on her and she was kind of put as the this horrible human in the situation but yeah a lot of impeachments in uh <laughs> going on wow. in these situations uh and then the third season was about Tupac and Biggie Smalls um Suge Knight and all that so that was a really interesting one too um, not a political scandal. I was like, did, did I miss the, uh, like Tupac was president. Don't you know? I was um, like, did I miss something? Did I miss the fact that this was a political podcast? Yeah. So then people that aren't that, I recommend the season three cause it's about, yeah, Tupac and Biggie and all that, which I found very interesting. Um, what else have I been up to? I've been going for, uh, my master's and discussing it with a former pre- professor of mine and, um, <laughs> One of us into school, one of us leaves school. I feel like I never left school. I had like a year off and I'm back at it, I'm back at it again. But uh, yeah, so that's been 
exciting. I I miss being in school, but also like, ugh. It's just such a long road, and I feel like I've been doing it for so long. And I obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Like looking back, I'd be like, do I need two undergrads? Probably not. I could have been like done my PhD. Like, but yeah. So I'm looking into doing another like a master's with um, psychology. I think because I would like to become a full time professor. Um, I do guest lecture as I've talked before, um, and I love it. So my professor was like, yeah, I fully think that's something you should go forward with and you'd be very successful at so yeah that's yeah, I'm proud on the of you horizon making that step I know that you're a little like apprehensive about it for a bit there yeah years <laughs> yeah yeah I'd look I'm being nice okay <laughs> years uh, no but that's good I'm that's a big move and that's really exciting for you yeah I mean it's only like two three years most people take to do their masters if they can accelerate it and do it on the right oh. schedule so the time's gonna pass anyways I think yeah. that's one of the things I've been like hard on myself about being like I should have like my PhD I should have two PhDs already like you know like, I just all my ass <laughs> girl <laughs> I well, got a bachelor's some of us have higher expectations for ourselves <laughs> um but no I, I I totally get that it's like the pressure of finishing it or head finishing it or feeling behind mm-hmm. yeah so stay tuned for that yeah. <laughs> oh god at this point we'll probably be graduated at the same time actually i'll have my phd <laughs> yeah i'm getting bachelor's <laughs> your first bachelor's degree. yeah you know what that's okay it's fine it's not a race i have done much things with my life and i much things much things not an english degree we're going for <laughs> again then one of those was not a bachelor <laughs> Um, work-wise, how's work been for you? No, you're not going to be working. You're going to cry right now. Uh, No, I did work one shift recently-ish. Yeah, it was just like with a bunch of young guys. I just dealt some poker for them. My boys. Boys. (laughs) Ew, why am I so creepy? I don't know. I think it's because you look young, so you can get away with being creepy, but then eventually people are going to know you're like 50 creepy on boys. Maybe. <laughs> I just feel like I just don't like saying, like, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. I say my partner. Yeah, I, I don't know. But people are like, are you a dyke? I'm like, yes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. It depends on the day, to be honest. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So like, no work for you is what you're saying? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean one. One work. One work for me. One work for you in three weeks. Um, um, but things, you know, I live with a house of three, four people. And so, you know, as... COVID restrictions start to get a little bit tighter. I have to be a little bit more respectful about following those when I, you know, track myself through the house and, you know, cr- Christmas and stuff are coming up. Coffee I have, on everything. You know, I have Coffee like... Coffee on the ornaments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just licking all the doorknobs. <laughs> but, you know, I have to be a little bit more respectful. I know, for sure. Like, you know, that's supposed to be their safe space. And for me to, like, go and do something that isn't, you know, as COVID safe as other Are jobs. they all not working, though? Well, they all work, like, social distancing jobs. Hmm. Or jobs that you can, like, maintain social distance or, like, follow proper guidelines. Or in restaurants, which are allowed to stay open. So, I mean, it's just not... It's a more high-risk job. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, um, no, I get that. And I'm uh, focusing on school anyway, like, as I said, because of my mental health and my depression, my grades are, like, continuously dropping, so it is a little bit of a um, blessing in disguise, like, it's an excuse to um, really focus on my studies and try and push through for the rest of the semester, and then my last exam is on December 17th, Uh, I move into my new place, I know, I move into my new place December 15th. So, um, I'll just start working as much as I can from then on. So, yeah. I don't know. The timing kind of worked out. Yeah, no, for sure. It's not like you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs going into debt. Like, you have other things that need focusing anyway. So, exactly. even if COVID wasn't happening, you probably wouldn't be working that much anyways because your school is your priority. So, you know, why, why fight that battle when it's not even like, you know. Exactly. Um, but it, even in that sense, too, like, you're not really missing out because work has been so fucking slow due to COVID. Like, it's... No, October, I think, was okay for most people. Yeah. November in our industry has been fucking dead, as far as I can see, in the in the chats we're in. Not much is going on. Um, and then I got I got sent to a gig, and there was... 
I'm laughing because you told me this story. Which one? This happened three times. So. No. <laughs> so this has never happened to me before. But I got sent to a gig. There are nine girls, and we roll up, and there's two guys sitting there, and we're like, getting where are the rest of you hiding? <laughs> and after like an hour, they send like five of us home because they're like, sorry guys, like we thought there'd be more people here. And we're like, okay, bye. So like, what a waste. Like, I mean, it was nice of them. Nice people. Nice the booker to book me. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, can't, can't don't bite the hand that feeds you. I appreciate that. How is she to know? And, um, you know, still nice of them to like tip us and, and, and cut us loose kind of thing and potentially may take up another gig if possible, but still like, ugh, like yeah. <laughs> do your hair and makeup a Saturday night, go to the gig an hour. And you're yeah. like, okay. <laughs> but I mean, did you still get the full base? Yeah. Oh, well that's kind of nice. Yeah. Then. Which, yeah, exactly. But still it's like, I've never had that happen to me yeah. before. Like, yeah, it was just interesting situation. And then I, um, a girlfriend of mine, it was her son's 19th birthday. So she messaged me and was like, would you do a strip show for like the party? And, uh, I was like, sure. So I brought a friend of ours and, he, he did not seem to take to us <laughs> very well. He looked very uncomfortable. It was probably the most uncomfortable. His mom just bought him strippers. Yeah, but his like, mom's so cool. She's such a dope person. I know, but you don't know that when you're a kid. Yeah, like. I guess not. So, yeah, so it was fine. We were only there for about an hour anyway, so I just sat with her pretty much in the room and talked to her and shoot the shit and, you know, gossip and catch up with each other. But um, I was like, damn, my mom was definitely not someone who would, like, pay the money to buy a stripper for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was uh, it was funny. So um, at least I had to be his first, even though it wasn't, I don't think it was very good for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then, oh, and then I went, I worked another gig or supposed to once again. And, uh, me and you have worked for this client before. He's fabulous, very generous, uh, gently enjoys company. And we went to his, uh, his thing to, to do a party with a few girls and he told me ahead of time, you know, my, my ex-girlfriend's, uh, you know, having a fit. And I was like, okay, as long as there's no drama, like, is it best we just leave? He's like, no, 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 it's fine. And sure enough, an hour in, because that's like <laughs> the danger zone for yeah. me. <laughs> she like busts through the door and she's like jumping on him and like freaking out. So we just grabbed her bags and left. Um, but once again, it was like, oh, like, girl, you just, like, cut out my income. Like, couldn't you waited four hours to, yeah. like, lose your shit? And I could have made some money. But, uh, yeah, again, not the booker's fault. How is she to know? Um, yeah, but, yeah, this is an ex-girlfriend. So, like, you need to learn your place. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Except for the fact that you would do the exact same thing. Uh, no, I'd burn the place down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd burn that fucking Like, can down. you wait four hours? Absolutely. <laughs> no, you would be in there before the base is paid. I was going to say, that's why I should wait an hour. I would, like, been there. Yeah, but, uh, oh, that's why I said, like, that's why I, like, I had, like, my shoes on still. And, like, I had, like, my bag beside mm-hmm. me. And I told our one girlfriend, I was like, just, like, don't change. Like, just keep your clothes on. Like, get ready to, like, bounce. <laughs> and she's like, why? I'm like, because I am 100% this girl. <laughs> like, yeah. I am her. And she's going to come in guns blazing, going to trip the fuck out, going to, like, want to, like, knock someone out. Yeah. And this is not my battle. So I'm a just peace. Like, <laughs> I'm out. Um, so, yeah. So, no, yeah. No blame on her. Oh, I, my goodness. I 100% would be that girl that would, like, freak the fuck out and probably shank <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no wonder For my legal ex- purposes, we're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if any of my ex-boyfriends ever, like, show up dead, like, it was not me. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I have an ex who, like, yeah, like, he came home late one night, and he was like, I was so scared that you are going to, like, carve up the hardwoods. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's, like, holding a knife, like, I'm, like, move moving the couch, the couch over, yeah. like, the area I carved already. Um, yeah, and then I remember he, like, told me, he's like, she's, like, the craziest girlfriend I've ever had. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm just very, um, I just express myself. You're enthusiastic. I'm enthusiastic. <laughs> but it's like, bash on it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> psycho. Wow. How are your pills? Okay. <laughs> Certifiably depressed. <laughs> well, I'm certifiably insane. So <laughs> You're a dangerous combo. <laughs> I'll kill someone who'll oh. cry about it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, 
it's funny because we're fucked. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, and then so yeah, like I those three bookings just like kind of went to shit. <laughs> okay, cool. Wasn't Teresa right? Which sucks because November December are usually the best months of the year, mm-hmm. and it's kind of nerve wracking to think about what December might be like for our industry. But I've also had some clients who are just really uh, not respecting boundaries and really trying to, not physical, but like uh, emotional, mental, time-wise boundaries and really trying to like get the most for the least. Like they want to start, oh, well, you care about me, so now you should not charge me or you care about me, so now you should hang out with me for longer, for free. And, you know, like regardless of you caring about someone or not, like that's a boundary that was set in place. And like, it's just, I think it's really disrespectful to try to like nickel and dime someone, especially if like you mutually care about each other. Like... It's also not up to the client when to cut that money off. Like, if you really did ended up yeah, end up wanting to date a client and taking, you know, moving from client to boyfriend, it's not up to them to stop paying. It's up to you to stop charging. Yeah. Or it's like, well, then I'll just stop seeing you. Like, do you mean, like, why is it me giving, 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 giving and yeah. you benefiting from the progression of the relationship and me losing? Yeah. You know? Um, Especially when he's probably the type of person that wouldn't be chill with you finding uh, income replacement, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's been difficult because he is a great person. I do, ha- like, care for him, but I also have to, like, respect myself and my of boundaries and, and my expectations for the relationship, and it can't just be a take-and-give scenario where I'm giving all of my time, energy, affection, um, you know, patience into someone who is just taking and benefiting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's unfortunate, but it's been very emotionally taxing to constantly have to, like, remind someone to respect boundaries and, and respect me. And and you just never do it at any other workplace either. I, yeah, I've, like, yeah, I've expressed to him in, like, other kind of situations. Like, you wouldn't go to your friend who owns a hardware store and, you know, like, demand that he sit with you for two hours and talk to you before you'll buy a plywood. Do you mean, like, yeah. you would... And you wouldn't, like, if he doesn't talk to you, then not buy a plywood and go somewhere else. Like, it just, you wouldn't expect that kind of emotional labor for free from someone. Yeah. Um, or even just, like, if you, you know, if you have a lawyer for something and you guys become close, you guys become friends, you obviously start caring about each other and have each other's best interests at heart, you wouldn't ask them to stop charging you their lawyer fee for something because you thought they cared about you. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, like, the care doesn't negate the need to pay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's been a little taxing lately. And then um, I also have a lot of clients who want to listen to the podcast, and they often ask me, like, <sighs> can, I, <laughs> yeah, can I listen to the podcast? Where can I listen to the podcast? And I always kind of, like, don't know how to handle that because... Yeah. Should we bitch about them? Wait, a little bit. But also, like, <laughs> we're just very... Um, raw and honest on the podcast and who I am to my clients. Yes, I am very much Danica through and through, but, um, you know, like you want to be looked at in the best light and you want them to see you, you know, in a favorable place. And that's one aspect of it. They don't need to hear about us taking antidepressants or not that that's not, not there's any shame in that, but unfortunately clients breaks down the fantasy a little bit. Yeah. And I'm, Unfortunately, clients look at us as this, like, 10 out of 10 across the board. Like, nothing has ever gone wrong in our lives. You know, we, you know, we don't, you know, we don't go to the washroom ever. We, like, sleep in our makeup, hair perfectly coiffed. Like, they have this, like, unrealistic expectation of who we are. So, you kind of, yeah, want to keep that fantasy going. And then also, too, yeah, like, I, this podcast is more so for sex workers and how to be a successful sex worker. So pulling back that curtain for a client, like, they don't need to know how we monetize the best ways and things like mm-hmm. that, right? So, yeah, I've been... Just like you would never ask a cl- like, allow a client to sit into a board meeting for your, um, mm-hmm. for your work, you know? Like, you talk about how to you know, make money off them. It's a business. You talk about how to make money off them and it's weird and awkward to have someone into that space. Yeah. It's like, there's that saying or whatever it is. It says like, you know, like you like the hamburger, but you don't need to watch how the meat's made. Yeah. And it's kind of true. Like not that we're cutting up cows over here, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like sore in the background. We really need to buy a soundboard. <laughs> 
it's me. <laughs> Two dollars an hour. <laughs> um, yeah. Because so we care about you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Listeners are dropping like flies. <laughs> so, discussion points. We have a lot today. Yes. So first, did you hear about the pleasers changing their uh, their section that usually says exotic shoes? Their category it now is called pole fitness shoes. Explain me that right now. Um, she's doing a slow side eye blink to me <laughs> with a straight lined lip. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear about it until you told me about it. Sounds yeah. like everything else. <laughs> look <laughs> but I also had my Instagram shut down for like weeks yeah what even happened do you know why um too risky d- no because it was like my personal one yeah my, like non-risky one yeah, very so, nerdy on that one what's her what very nerdy <laughs> yes I just and it asked me to send a code and it sent it to like my old phone number in New Zealand and so I went back to try and like send it to my email and said and it just the whole thing shut down so I guess it just thought I was hacked Huh. Yeah. Super random. Um, but anyway, it's back. So, but no, I like missed a, a bunch of like news from places that I would have usually followed. Yeah. So that's that. They changed their category from uh, exotic shoes to pole fitness shoes. And there's quite an uproar from and, and, and clapback from the community being like, so we made you guys money, a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And you're profiting off exotic dance wear and now you're trying to separate yourself from us so you don't get stigmatized and you're trying to appeal to a different audience um so a lot of people felt just completely disrespected and disregarded so they apparently issued an apology and switched it back but i just thought that was like yeah it's yeah it's really a shame because they're a big company anyway so it's not like they felt like they couldn't get big while still being attached to sex work like they were big, they make good money, and then they were like wanted yeah wanted to cut uh, dancers loose. Mm-hmm. Like thanks for letting us piggyback on you guys and, and getting variety and getting yeah famous and thank you for recommending us to everyone. But now you know we don't want the stigma that comes with you guys. So like okay bye yeah yeah goofy. Speaking of people that want to benefit, but then also separate, uh, Instagram has attacking sex worker accounts like even more so than they usually do lately. And uh, sex worker horror stories, so at SW Horror Stories posted it on their Instagram. Great account. Recommend you guys follow them. They posted a thing saying, warning for sex workers and sluts. And the caption was, this is not a drill. Instagram is going on a rampage. Both my promo account and my friend's promo accounts are being removed without warning. You may think you're safe, but if you post any amount of skin, have an OnlyFans, take bookings, etc., your account will be deleted for nudity slash sexual activity slash solicitation. One, make your account private now. Two, delete any images that appear provocative. Three, edit your captions. Remove any mention of bio or OnlyFans, adult, wet, 18+, any triggering words, make your account vanilla as fuck. Three, use Linktree so OnlyFans isn't linked directly on your Instagram account. Four, create a backup, promote it on every post you make. And five, go through messages and delete or unsend any messages where you write anything related to solicitation. Mm. So, yeah, um, yeah, Instagram's just like going hard on tacking sex workers, which is ridiculous. But that's what I do for my 50 plus tip account. I, if I'm writing bio, you know, you'll write B and then an exclamation mark with a zero or an O. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it looks like bio, but, you know, Instagram doesn't pick up on it. OnlyFans, a lot, I know a lot of girls, but instead of the O, they'll use a zero. And so, like, the A, they'll use a four or something. Yeah. Things like that. Just little tricks to still, you know, promote what you need to promote, but in a, in a smart way. Uh, but it's unfortunate, but that's just, Instagram's just goofy like that. So, and you got shut down for whatever reason, but yours isn't exactly. Yeah, not even your dancer one got shut down. But, and it sucks. Like, if you put a lot of work into your into promoting yourself and getting followers and then just lose it all. Um, it's devastating, right? Cause that's your entire business and yeah. your entire advertising that you put together. So yeah, just look out and be smart out there. And, um, yeah, I hope things change and Instagram isn't so anti female, anti sex worker. 
in the future, but yeah. we'll see. In other bullshit news, um, Harry Styles, <laughs> total fucking cutie. Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! Okay, I up. I'm a sucker for the fucking him. accent. And he was on the December cover of Vogue, and he's wearing a Gucci blazer and dress. And the conservatives were not having it. Uh, so loser of the week this week is Candace Amber Farmer. Or then Owens, I guess, is another surname she goes by. She's a 31-year-old American conservative author, commentator, and political activist. At first, she was quite a critic of Donald Trump and the Republican Party. And then she became known for increasingly becoming pro-Trump as a, and as a black woman, especially in addition to her criticism of Black Lives Matter movement. So yeah, people are not a big fan of her, rightfully so. And then she started retreating images from the shoot, and she wrote, in quotes, "There is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright attack." Bring back manly men, end quote. Yeah. <laughs> Problematic as fuck with what she just said. But then she went on more on Twitter, I guess, because um, people were, like, responding. So first she said, newsflash, woke idiots. When you send me pictures of Freddie Mercury and Kurt Cobain dressed as women to prove your point, you're actually proving mine. Stable men do not wear ball gowns. The end. Yeah, and then she quoted her again in her quote. She goes, "Look at this drug addict and man who committed suicide. They wore dresses too." Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, I I took a moment. And I was like, is this an actual like competent adult saying this ludicrous bullshit? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what? Yeah, I mean, look, I would like, if you're going to look at suicide and link it to people who wear dresses, I think that you should look at the demographic of everyone who suffers from that sort of mental illness and, um, you know, wants to in some way in their life. And I'm sure it's a lot of people and not just people, you know, it's not just people who wear dresses. It's like, I don't understand how that's like a a talking point for them because there's also people who wear dresses that are totally like mentally stable. Like, yeah. I just don't understand I think, that connection. I think like the, the irony that someone is bullying someone for wearing a dress and then being like, look, they wear a dress and they commit suicide. It's like, yeah. maybe it's cause you're bullying them for wearing a fucking dress. Like, and like what, who are you to give a fuck if I'm, um, I'm someone who identifies as a man or someone who identifies as a woman mm-hmm. or someone you identify as a man who they identify self identify as a woman, whatever the fuck the situation is, if they're putting on a piece of cloth that goes down to their legs, like, I mean, it's fucking material. Like yeah. what the fuck do you care? And how dare you insinuate something about their mental health or their decency as a human or whatever the fuck she's trying to infer yeah. because someone wants to wear a fucking dress or present in a certain way. Like, have we not progressed past that in I 2020? Know. But also, like, does she know about the Scottish? Who's that? <laughs> does she know about, like, Greek, like ancient Greek men who were, like, very mad? I feel like let's just does assume... Does she know about that Jesus? The, yeah, let's just assume the amount she knows is minute. <laughs> but, like, small. what did Jesus wear? Manly men stuff. Pants? A pantsuit? <laughs> yes. Manly men things. Like, you wore a toga. Yeah. A- people, like, ancient Greeks wore toga. Like, wear togas. Yeah. Scottish men, I don't know if you've seen Scottish men, but they're like... I've seen a lot manly of Manly as fucking fuck. <laughs> what do they wear? It's kilts. Like, I just, like... I can't. I know. But the fact, like, don't these people have someone else to answer to who was like, maybe we don't make that tweet today. Maybe we get off the computer. (laughs) Maybe we lock you in your room for a little bit. Maybe we educate you. Because she's bullied everyone in her circle away from her. Probably. She's in her room alone like... (laughs) 100%. Anyways, a fucking loser, Candace Owen. Like, you're a goof. But Harry Styles to the rescue. Oh my God, so hot. (laughs) I love him. Um, One of his... I read the Vogue article. I don't know if you read it. I assume... You did not. Yeah. <laughs> you were too busy crying over over mathematics. 
Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm starting like I've, it's a big, I come to the point where I come downstairs and my roommates are down there and they're like, uh, how many times have we cried today? And then rate the day off that. (laughs) I'm like four, but one of them, I saw a picture of a puppy. It was overwhelming. (laughs) One of them is welling right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Harry Styles in the Vogue article, uh, one of the things he, it was quite a long article and, you know, well done and I enjoyed the read, but one of the takeaways from it was this quote and it goes, there's clothes for men and there's clothes for women. Once you remove any barriers, obviously you open up an arena in which you can play. I'll go and shop sometimes, and I just find myself looking at the women's clothes and thinking they're amazing. It's like anything. Anytime you're putting barriers up in your own life, you're just limiting yourself. There's so much joy to be had in playing with clothing. I've never really thought too much about what it means. It just becomes the extended part of creating something. End quote. And I love that. Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, I, this dress made me feel cool, so I, I felt feel good. I enjoyed looking at it. I enjoyed the way I, I looked in it. I put it on. I had a good time. Yeah. You know, like, and that's that. Um, so, yeah. So, Candace Owen, go fuck yourself. Harry Styles, come fuck me. <laughs> I second all of that. <laughs> okay, listener questions and comments. So, if you remember from three weeks ago, we had a message that came in regarding the Facebook Insta mess up. Yes. So if we recap that, it said, Hey girl, could you talk on the podcast eventually about this Facebook Insta mess up where they started automatically connecting both? This is so fucking dangerous for sex workers wanting to remain anonymous. Thought it'd be relevant to explain it if you wanted to. I don't understand this shit, lol, but maybe one of your tech geek friends could understand it. Like if you have the same phone number on your Insta and Facebook, does it connect you and stuff like that? Tons of people have been outed because of it. So one of my tech geek friends got back to me and they gave us some information to share. So first thing they said was to start, you, they were accurate with the assessment that Facebook purchased Instagram and they pushed to have you link all your accounts. And however, like Riley said, you can have multiple accounts add on Instagram that you can switch between easily without these accounts actually being linked. Generally, there will always be a notification asking you if you want to link the accounts. I've never heard of them doing it automatically or without permission. However, a lot of people give permission without a, out of ignorance in apps that they might not want to. Usually when you download an app, it'll ask you for permissions, example, access to your accounts, access GPS, etc. Most people blast through them without really reading them or paying much attention, like agreeing to the terms and conditions. If you are worried about what permissions you've granted an app, you can view them in your app setting and phone setting and change them. So maybe just take a minute to do that and make sure your apps have the permissions you really want them to. And then they gave me some things that you can do to stay anonymous. So number one, never use your phone number to create an account for social media. Always use an email. Two, when you use an email, have multiple email accounts or have separate email accounts for your business and personal, and then never the two shall cross, he said. (laughs) Uh, Three, limit the permissions you give apps, especially social media apps. Never let them have access to your contacts, your GPS location, or your photo gallery. You can still use all the app functions without actually giving them permission to access your entire phone. They make it seem like you need to let them have access, but all they're really doing is mining your personal data, and in many cases, they'll sell it to a third party after they're done with it. So yeah, those are three very good tips. Yeah. And the last comment they said was, if you want to stay extra safe, invest in a VPN or a virtual personal network. It will mask your IP address, which is beneficial for staying anonymous online. And as an added bonus, you can watch Netflix for all of the countries. <laughs> so what you have to do is you make a work email and use the emails to create your Facebook, Instagram accounts, not your phone number. Snap requires a phone number. Go into settings. Don't give permission to sync your accounts and don't give GPS permission. So yeah, those mm-hmm. are some quick little tidbits to answer that, that question from a few weeks back. And then I had someone else respond to our comments about uh, prep, which was the... Um, HIV uh, shot that we had talked about my my doctor had mentioned. So their response was this. Regarding your episode about PrEP, which is pre-exposure uh, prophylaxis, it's the use of antiretroviral drugs to reduce transmission of HIV in HIV-negative people who are at substantial risk of contracting HIV. The combination of emetrocytabine and tonofov or something. <laughs> so FTC TDF are the only drugs registered to use as PrEP, which is mostly common known by its brand name, Truvada. 
which was originally invented as a drug to treat people living with HIV and AIDS. So it's not 100% effective against contracting HIV, and it's 0% effective against contracting STIs, but it's definitely a great resource for sex workers and people engaging in high-risk behaviors. However, because there is an assumption that it keeps you protected from HIV, an unintended consequence potentially of full-service sex workers who are on it, they're now providing bareback full-service, thinking they're safe because it's a service that they can charge extra for. So this person writing is just warning you that um, if you are not prep, you know, that's great, but it's not going to protect you from STIs. So um, still use condoms and, and you're not protected from STIs if you're doing bareback uh, services. So yeah, thank you yeah, for writing in. That was a lot of, know. yeah, a lot of good information. Um, another response about our a previous episode we did was regarding the elections. And what did I say wrong? Yeah, what do we say wrong now? So they wrote in saying, just listening to your episode about the elections, and it's it's a bit stingy. I was going for Trump, not because I like him, but when Harris was in the game, I was like, nope, she's anti-porn and anti-sex work, and she co-sponsored Sesta and Fosta. It's stingy because you were saying it changed your opinion seeing some of your friends were Trump supporters. Trump has been bashed by the media, but he's the first president to not start a war or make one worse. Biden is responsible for black people mass incarceration from his term with Obama. I think he's an outright liar, and I'm less scared of Trump because he just vomits all of his thoughts. Trump also decriminalized homosexuality worldwide by UN proclamation, but the media doesn't talk about it and twists everything because they're sold to the left. I hated Trump. All I saw was a misogynistic racist, but then I realized that he actually did do some good things. Anyways, sorry, I felt compelled to tell you my opinion. I know a lot of the U.S. politics because it's affecting my investments. Also, Harris is a mean, evil bitch. I made a comment on a tweet of hers that Sesta and Foster had caused many sex workers to remain silent after being assaulted and more are being killed, and they deleted my comment. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. That's why when I saw the majority of sex workers going for Biden, I'm like, what? Are you out of your mind? Trump loose likes sex workers. By the way, Harris was also introducing a policy where parents would be prosecuted by law if their kids miss school. She's a communist. Not info that pops up on the top of Google search, but it's true. So uh, I adore the girl that wrote in. She's been a huge supporter of the podcast and, um, and I support anyone who writes in and wants to challenge something we say or educate us in a respectful us way. In a res- sure. Exactly. In a respectful way. So, um, you know, one of the things I prefaced the conversation that Riley and I had was saying, you know, I'm not educated in American politics. So my opinion is null. Um, and I even, I went back and re-listened to the episode to make sure that I had said that because, um, one, like, you know, this girl and I joked, you know, it kind of does leave the back door open for me to be like, <laughs> he said something stupid, <laughs> said I didn't know anything. But, you know, I think it is important, jokes aside, to acknowledge, hey, like, what I'm about to say, I'm not very educated on. So you can challenge me or educate me. Um, don't take what I'm saying at face value or that it's, you know, um, that there's a lot of research and whatever behind it. Um, and I truly believe that you have to be honest when you don't know what you're talking about. And I definitely don't want... Um, I'm, I'm definitely not educated in American politics, like I said, and I'm not qualified to speak on something and my opinion isn't based on educated research. Um, so I think I should, and I typically do make an effort to acknowledge that. Um, and American politics are, are one of those things that, um, I, I can't speak for you, but for myself, like I have not educated myself fully in it. I mean, no, I mean, I've done a little bit of research, but I, I would in no way claim that I'm educated on this. I think... I mean, and I can't speak for you, but where I was kind of going with my comments about, you know, wanting to remove friends that are Trump supporters, the very wide brushstroke that we painted of Trump supporters were not like this person who wrote in that says, I don't like him, but these are the reasons why I chose him or need to feel the need to choose him or don't like the other choice. Like that's, I don't think either of us were really talking about that type of person. No, But, yeah. you know, the generalization of Trump supporters is that they are, you know, they're not the ones that are sex worker friendly either, mm-hmm. you know. So for sure it was probably very unfair of us to generalize all of Trump supporters like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that American politics has become just so 
polarizing mm-hmm. that it's really the uh, the extremes and no one really talks about the people that are just a little bit on the side because of these reasons yeah and then have educated themselves yeah and that's too like when i'm thinking about trump supporters and when i'm or when i'm talking about the people i know that are very very vocally supporting trump they're not the most educated they're, they're you know they're not people like this writer who is has educated and has legitimate reasons for why she supports trump they're literally people that are like, black lives don't matter. Yeah. Go Trump. I don't you know? think women should be in politics. Yeah. So I'm going for Trump. Yeah. Like those are definitely the Trump supporters I'm I'm speaking on when when I um when we m- mention what we said and um, acknowledging that yeah, 100 percent those are not all Trump supporters and there's some people that really do have legitimate reason of why they think Trump is the better candidate over Biden. Um, unfortunately, you know. Um, you know, we don't have crystal balls to see what's going to happen. So Biden has won and it will be interesting to see how the next few years go and, mm-hmm. and what comes of it. Um, yeah, hopefully Harris in the position she is in doesn't have a huge negative impact on sex workers furthermore than this writer says she's already had. So that will be something to definitely look into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's tricky, right? Because like I don't think the Republicans and Harris do not like se- like do not like sex workers. Like Trump maybe enjoys sex workers. I don't services. Think <laughs> services. Yeah, I don't think he actually likes sex workers. Mm-hmm. Are, I feel like those are two very different. Well, I think things. that's like the tongue in cheek comment. She was yeah, I was like, well, at least he likes us. Like totally, but like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's difficult, and everyone has their own reasons. And as I said, like I'm not educated enough. Provide. <laughs> you know, corresponding points. Mm-hmm. But I really do appreciate that, you know, she wrote in very respectfully. And, yeah, perhaps that was a too harsh of a generalization for us to publicly make without knowing the whole spectrum. But, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely what I've seen of Trump supporters has been just very right-wing. Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to, like, why are you supporting Trump? Yeah. That's, that's my big issue. It's not necessarily that you are supporting him it's like why if you're supporting him because you are a racist misogynistic piece of shit then i have an issue with that if you're supporting because you've actually done the research like this listener and she sees actual value in him remaining as a president bentley this is not about you right now okay (laughs) not about about the u.s election (laughs) okay you're not educated i know you are (laughs) um sorry about that my dog needs all the attention all the time but yeah, but if you're, like I said, like this listener supporting Trump because you see true value and you've done your research, then I don't have an issue with you no. making your decision based on, you know, legitimate pros that you see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so thank you for writing in and thank you for writing yeah. in respectfully and with educated points. Um, the more you know, right? 100%. Next comment. I know your time is precious. I'll keep this short. Episode 54 was great. Gotta wonder if you're considered starting an agency. It would seem like the timing is perfect to start one. Is this a crazy thought? I think I'll have to pay for your brain. I'm too married to pay for your body. (laughs) Sweet. Such a sweetheart. So um, they're referring to episode 54, which was with Trinity, a full-service sex worker. And so I do, I book girls for parties for gigs sometimes I don't have an agency I don't have a group I just if a client were to randomly want um some extra girls for entertainment I would invite my friends kind of thing um but honestly I do find it easier and I make more money just managing myself and with other people you do have to worry about their safety if you're a decent person you should be concerned about their safety and unfortunately you have to worry about their loyalty and their honesty and as I've talked on a previous episode, I had a girl at a party and she stole my client and, and fucked it up for everyone. And it cost me a lot of money, a lot of my income, and made a really bad, um, really soured that relationship between the clients. So unfortunately, like, I can't trust everyone in the industry. And that's something else you have to worry about when you're starting to book other girls. You have to worry about their loyalty and their honesty. And if it's just me and my clients, there's less to worry about. And I make 100% of the money. Um, so yeah, I think that again, there's pros and cons to running an agency. And for me right now, the pros of working independently, working for myself and helping out friends when I can is, um, is a better payout and less, um, less secretarial work and less, 
less worries on my mm-hmm. end. Yeah. What about you? Would you ever open an agency? I mean, probably not. I just don't, I mean, especially, you know, if he's referring to the um, full service sex work. Um, it's just, I mean, there's obviously like legality issues that you don't have to, that you have to worry about. I don't know really where the gray area is in Canada. I don't know enough about that in New Zealand. Um, full service sex work is, is legal. Mm-hmm. Um, but even there, I don't think that that is responsibility that I want to take on. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I don't have any experience in that, um, area and I think it's really important for uh in the industry if you know what it's like on the other side um and then just for PR and stuff I don't network enough to be able to um really get clients I have too much on my plate to like put on put organization in there yeah no for sure um and then yeah it's just I just don't want to take on other girls safety uh, without really knowing how to deal with that properly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I should have been clear. Yeah. When I'm referring to, I'm referring to like as taking on PR gigs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would ever open an agency for full service sex work here in Vancouver. I think just, yeah, like legality is too gray. Um, and that's just such a, a, a stressor that I don't need in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely would take on an agency of full service sex workers, but PR and that is what more so what I was I was yeah. referring to. What if it was legal? I still think it? even I think my statement still stands that right now money and stress wise it's just not mm-hmm. it's more worth it to just work on your own independently, I think. For sure. Especially if you like if you do that job, like for PR for example. Like if you work PR, mm-hmm. it's difficult to work PR and run a company smoothly and professionally and I know that there are some girls that do it but um it just yeah while you're kind of in that job just I I would feel like for me it would be easy to stick to one side Mm, easier once you're removed from the situation than to like be go go behind the scenes and then book girls rather than working it and booking exactly yeah Next question. Hi, long shop. I'm wondering if you know any sensual masseuse on uh, Instagrams. I'm part of the stripping and sugar baby community, but since I started massage, I've been looking for an online network with that too. This episode inspired me to start and it's been a relaxing break from stripping. So thank you. So first and foremost, super happy that the episode with the erotic masseuse helped you. That's entirely why I started this podcast. So it's great to hear that it's meeting its goals. Um, I put this individual in connection with some um, erotic masseuse Instagrams that I knew that they said they were comfortable with her reaching out to them and and sharing information. So the reason I include this one in the podcast was just a reminder to all that if you want a connection, if you're starting sugar babying and you would like someone to kind of help you or you'd like someone to ask questions to, aside from me, you can definitely reach out and put that into my DM and I will try to find you someone to connect with who can guide you through things or answer your questions. So definitely encourage you guys to do that. It's a great way to connect within the community. Next question. Why do you think it is that girls in your industry are so catty? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Um... I don't necessarily think that's a fair assumption. I think girls in every industry can be catty. Um, Maybe in uh, this industry, it's amplified based on the fact that, especially now that the clubs are closed and because you are um, an independent contractor, um, it's, it's pretty competitive. You don't get booked, you know, it's not really even who gets booked and, you know, there's no, um, there's no hours, promised hours per week. Um, when you're at a party, you're all pretty much competing for the same pot of money, especially, you know, if it's not a club, there's not new people coming in that you can then spend time with. So I just feel like, it's not necessarily that necessary. Ugh. It's not necessarily that people in sex work are catty. I feel like people in general and in every industry can be catty. And then when you put them in a um, naturally competitive environment, that stuff can be amplified. I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said, one, it's competition over money, which always kind of brings out the worst in people, unfortunately. There's a limited amount of time to capitalize on making money, the money years. In our industry, there are outliers that work into their 40s, 50s, but realistically, your 20s are your prime money-making time, and the closer you get to your late 20s, the more you realize your time's running out to capitalize. So I think that puts a fire under your ass, and I think some people don't handle that kind of stress in an appropriate way, and they decide to rip people off or mm-hmm. scheme or be catty. I think also, unfortunately, like success is based in this industry in large part of people liking you. So there's a large ego at play. Mm-hmm. So if you're making a lot more money than me at a gig, um, not only what could it be your looks, which I feel if you're an insecure person that you'd feel attacked by that. It could be because you're more likable than me. So then if you're an insecure person or you're not a, a happy person, that can turn into cattiness. Like I want to bring you down because you have more to offer than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is a big factor in it. And then also, it's such a self-governing career. You know, there's no boss, there's no union, et cetera. There's no one to really answer to. So I think you put, like, if you put, I don't know, all car salesmen just on a lot with people that want to buy cars, and they could do whatever the fuck they want to do to get those cars sold, they have no worry about a boss coming in, they're not going to get fired. Mm-hmm. Like, those people do some shady shit, too, I'm sure, right? So um, I think that's a huge part, too, is no one's really answered to in our industry. So girls... Some girls, if they're not raised right or where the fuck their issue is or they're insecure or they don't have a good business mindset, they'll they'll be shady. They'll steal clients like that girl I talked about last episode or, you know, things like that. So I think that's one of the reasons why we see it so much in our industry. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And last question here. Hi, I just wanted to say, oh, it's not, sorry, it's not really a question. It's more just us getting our tires pumped. hi i just want to say thank you for the podcast that you do it's so helpful and entertaining too i love your open mind it is so important i think it sometimes helps me to feel less alone and isolated from the community especially during covid you're doing such a great job oh go team (laughs) no that that does make my heart happy because i know covid has been hard for a lot of people and i don't know about you um i know you have your mental health issues outside of it too but um, but especially <laughs> so like, I just threw a peace sign on there. <laughs> finger guns. But COVID has definitely not been easy. No. And we see a rise in mental health issues or, or loneliness or anxiety or depression. And um, I think it's great that during that time, these podcasts and these discussions can help you guys feel a little, a little connection or a little, you know, someone to talk to or someone to talk with or listen to. So, yeah, you're so welcome. And I appreciate the kind words. And I'm glad that you guys listen and get something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure to be a part of this, for sure. Yes, it is. We like having you sometimes. (laughs) So we have an awesome episode coming up next week. We have Samantha Mack on the pod, and she's dope. She's a porn star and a porn producer. She um, is very open. She's hilarious. very talented. So we're super excited to have that episode coming up. Uh, Riley's going to join in on the interview with me, so you'll get all three of us. So look out for that one. That will be episode 57. And before we leave, Riley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Vansity Riley. Because you got it back now. That wasn't even the one that was gone. Oh, yeah, you're the one. It was my secret. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Slide into the DMs or email me with any questions, comments, feedback. As always, we love getting them. And don't forget, I'm going to be hosting a Sexy Santa Striptease workshop on December 1st on Zoom. So if you want to join me for that, click the link in the bio to get your tickets now. You can buy as many tickets for you and your friends as you need. And make sure to buy as many raffle tickets as you want as well to win all those awesome prizes. And I did y'all a favor and Riley a huge fucking favor. And I pre-recorded all the sponsors now. (laughs) So we won't be fucking that up anymore. So you are welcome. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. And happy hoeing. Bye. Bye. And we almost made it through the entire episode without us fucking up, but we did not. So stay tuned after the music and listen to us struggle to get through the episode.
Bye bye. Have bye. a wonderful. Awesome. <laughs> you are so welcome. I gotta fuck up something. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna start just muting you. <laughs> Between you and Bentley, I swear to God, like, how do I even get this done? <laughs> It's a miracle. Really, a laughing miracle. Away. <laughs> and before you guys run away, make sure to check out our amazing sponsors. We have Miss Envy Botanicals, and they're dedicated to producing 100% organic medicinal cannabis products available at upscale dispensaries nationwide. They have a wide variety of products ranging from topical skincare, culinary additives, and cannabis oil, as well as Phoenix Tears. All of their creations are produced with only the best organic non-GMO ingredients and infused with love. Use code DANNY10 for 10% off. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its best self. They just launched two new amazing products, a facial scrub and a powder exfoliant. So go check those out right now. Use code TRULYPLUSATIP for 10% off your first online order. Temptations Avenue Laundry is a Canadian-owned laundry brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% off. That's TIP25, T-I-P-25 for 25% off your entire order. And lastly, for hair and skincare products that work absolute wonders, follow my girl on Instagram at tiffany.valentina.bella. Message her Danny Hair to get your personal hair and skin consult and save up to 40% off on her amazing products.